A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord said to Abram, Go forth from the land of your kinfolks and from your father's house to a land that I shall show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. Abraham went as the Lord directed him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Abraham took his wife Sarai, his brother's son Lot, all the possessions that they had accumulated, and the persons they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Cana, Abraham passed through the land as far as the sacred place of Shechem. By the Terabeth of Morb, the Canaanites were then in the land. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So Abraham built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country east of Bethel, pitching his tent with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. He built an altar there to the Lord and invoked the Lord by name. Then Abraham journeyed on by stages to the Negev. <laughs>
Jesus said to his disciples, stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so you will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye, while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrites, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. Erbum Domini. Our Lord says to turn the other cheek, yet when he is struck in his interrogation, he asks, why do you strike me? Our Lord sits down and weaves a a whip of cords. Anger is a gift from God. And yet that very same anger in our frailty gets the best of us. So often we find that when we make judgments in a rash, we call them rash judgments. So often they are wrong. Maybe we can think about the times when we're looking for something and we think, you know, someone's moved it and we start getting mad at them for moving our thing or touching our thing. You know, and then we realize, of course, that we had done it all along. Our Lord is not saying that judgments are not to be made or cannot be made. He, when he gives to the apostles the power of the keys, and when after the resurrection he breathes upon them, giving them the Holy Spirit and a, for a special purpose, that is, for the forgiveness or retention of sins, he is asking for a judgment to be made. In the Our Father, we pray the very same. We say, and we're, we're, we're committing ourselves, we're giving ourselves in, in this prayer, in this promise, in this entrustment to the Father. We ask forgiveness as 
we forgive those who trespass against us. So in the very same measure that we uh, forgive us in the measure that we forgive others, their transgressions, we, we are saying the same. And Jesus continues in our Father after in his own embolism and his own expansion of this prayer and he says if you do not forgive one another their offenses neither will the heavenly father forgive you yours so that truly should be frightening <laughs> to us and that's why i i love saint francis so much and quote that that his own paraphrase of the our father and he says lord if we cannot forgive Lord, make us forgive. By our own nature, we are incapable of a generous measure, of a truly life-giving measure to be like Christ, who washes the feet of, of his apostles who are about to betray him. And he says, this is my new commandment to love one another as I have loved you. A commandment which leads him to the saving suffering, the saving obedience of the cross, on which he proclaims, Lord, forgive them, they know not what they do. And so often, as St. John tells us, in 1 John 5, when we see our brother, when our, we see our sister, <laughs> let's be inclusive, <laughs> sinning, we are to pray for them that they may be forgiven. And then he goes on to say, and there is some sin which is mortal. I do not ask you to pray for that, but we continue to pray to offer sacrifice that they would uh, enter back into salvation by the gift of God. So some, um, so for us, conversion is never a once and done. Just as perfect love, to love with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, as soon as we get to that measure that we think, okay, now uh, I have reached that perfect measure of love for humanity, <laughs> that there will be more, or our Lord sends someone new into our lives <laughs> to prove to us that the log still remains in our heart. So we ask our Lord for that perfect, uh, conversion of mind and heart, which allows us to be angry but not to sin, not to let the sun go down on a wrath that is not to seek revenge, because in that the devil has a chance to work on us. So being angry until sundown does not mean we only have, you know, Hopefully someone offends us in the morning, so we have more hours to be angry about it. No, that's not how it works. Or, or that if, you know, because sometimes the pain is so deep, it, it takes time 
and it takes work to work through that. But it's about that, that transition in our mind of people to enemy or people of others of um, a, a separate class of, of people. So 